Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Cats in the Morning News, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. I know it's not a scientific study, and I'll wait for the actual data to come out of the amount of people who watched the debate last night, but the Kardashians are trending on Twitter higher than anything about the debate, just, just so we know. Or on X. I think I'm supposed to call it X now. Formerly known as Twitter. Who knows what's going on? Uh, something that happened after the debate, which I thought was amusing for a very different reason, and actually some left-leaning outlets said Gavin Newsom won the Republican debate because he appeared with Hannity after it. That's insane. That didn't happen. Uh, Gavin Newsom uh, came off like the same uh, overly far-left, polished haircut guy that he is who desperately wants to be the candidate on the Democratic side of the aisle. Uh, but I don't think would actually, although he'd certainly be an improvement from Biden, I don't think he'd actually be a threat to win anything. Uh, but here's a couple moments that mattered. Uh, first, when Hannity pressed him on the border, uh, a uh, question that Gavin Newsom typically answers with some version of Republicans are fear mongers and the border's just fine. Six when he supported comprehensive immigration. Yeah, well, he also said it was the worst decision he ever made. Yeah, but I believe that he did the right thing for the right reasons because he recognized it's not just a border issue. And that the entire system, the worst decision. The entire system needs to be reformed. We haven't reformed since '86. You're not answering my question. We need to reform question. the asylum. System. <laughs> I want to know. I believe you, in strong you, you borders. You just said Joe's successful. I think Joe Biden has it been are, unbelievably is successful. Is this border president. secure? That's the dumbest thing you just said right there. Uh, go ahead, keep going, sir. The border, we, we all agree we have a border challenge. We all agree <laughs> we, need to, we need to reform. I lo that's when I love uh, the politicians and also hate them. I think it's a little bit of both. I love laughing at those things. We got a border challenge. It's the worst thing we've ever seen at the border um, in the history of the country. Uh, the most people crossing and, um, you know, even places like New York City are now complaining that we need to do something to make it better. But how's it going, uh, Gavin Newsom? We got a challenge. There's there's an issue there that we got to figure out. I actually agree with him. And I know that only uh, so many uh, people on the conservative side of the aisle even focus on this at all. But I do think that some sort of uh, changes in the world of legal immigration make sense. However, I've I've said and I'll say it again that you can't do any of that until you actually fix the problem first, which is the whole boat is sinking where we're dealing with, you know, leaks everywhere. You don't replace the engine on a boat if you're about to go under. You clog the holes first, you fix those problems, and then eventually you go back and you, you maybe uh, change some stuff. It's crazy to pitch that we need to fix the immigration system first before we clog the holes because it, it tells you everything you need to know about the Democratic position. They just want a lot of people that they think will vote for them to come into this country one way or another, even though I think that more and more data says that uh, a lot of people don't side with the most radical left things that uh, Democrats talk about, even people uh, that would be coming from other countries south of us. Uh, let me play uh, this audio. I think this is interesting, too, between Hannity and Newsom. Uh, to end the uh, interview, uh, Sean Hannity asked him if there was any circumstances which he'd run in 2024, in which he'd be the candidate, something he desperately wants to be, but he says the thing that you expect him to say here. My exit question. What happened tonight? 
under any circumstances at all, yes. yes or no, will you ever, ever accept the Democratic nomination to run for president in 2024 on under any circumstances at all? That's a yes or no. I, I, I'm looking forward. I was just in Chicago with the DNC. I don't need the long answer. I'm I want the yes or no answer. To, to president I love that. Uh, anytime anyone says that to any politician, I don't need I don't need this version of the answer. You can give me the real quick yes or no. Biden's, uh, inauguration Will you accept it under any circumstances? It's, it's a hypothetical. Yes or no? That, 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 no. No, under it's any circumstances. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you didn't get him, though, Sean, because the minute that he gets an opportunity to do that, he's going to say yes. And any circumstances, I think, means that Biden is uh, not healthy enough or um, in trouble enough to not be able to run. I will say this one more time. I don't mean to keep saying this on the show. I, I don't know, uh, but I can't help it. I think that if all you do is impeach Biden and you fail to get any other Democrats that might be behind any of the stuff, uh, that's going on. And uh, Bob Menendez is a hilarious new example of how crazy things can get, how corrupt things can get. But if all you do is is harm Biden, I think you're actually hurting Republicans' chances of winning the next election. I'm not saying that there's anyone that obviously seems like they could step up and, and beat Trump or beat whoever the nominee is, which is tremendously likely to be Trump. But Biden is so ridiculously beatable. He's so deeply unpopular that it almost feels as though you kind of want to run against that individual if you're whatever Republican is thinking about, I mean, Trump is all I need to say again, uh, that 2024 election. So if that's all that happens in the impeachment inquiry and everything else, if all you get is more dirt on Biden to make it harder for him to run, I think you're doing Democrats a favor, uh, even if I want to hold those responsible who do things that are corrupt in politics, which is probably pretty much everybody. All right, I'll take a break. A lot more in a bit. Craig Collins filling in. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. Tony is back tomorrow. Matt and Jonathan hanging out, as they do every morning on this show. A 12-year-old got in trouble with his mom because his friend convinced him that chores, certain chores, cleaning certain things in the house, are girl chores, and he decided to believe his buddy. So he went home and told Ma. Ma went on the Internet to shame her child, her 10-year-old. I guess she has three kids, uh, twin boys, and then a younger son, uh, she gives them $10 a day uh, to do chores, 50 bucks a week. Uh, so she pays $600 a month to her three children in allowance uh, to clean the house. But once one of the boys was told that there are girl chores, he was done doing them. He's getting less money. And her ex-husband is now mad at her, too, actually, because he kind of agrees that some chores maybe might be more boy-specific. Some might be more girl-specific. He's getting in trouble in 2023 as well, I'm sure. I say all this for not to get any of us in trouble, guys, but for one reason. I think there are boy chores. I don't know that any chore is really specifically a girl chore, but like mowing the lawn is one example of a thing that I did as a kid growing up that boys typically do or husbands or some guy in the house more often than not does. I think there are boy chores. Am I wrong about this? No. Okay. And all right. About the mowing the lawn thing, in, in most houses, I will never forget – so my mom loves to mow the lawn. She just <laughs> she absolutely loves it, and it drives Fantastic. my dad sure. crazy. Yes, it would. Yep. 
So yeah. understand. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, that happens with me in a, a um, shoveling snow. It's the stupidest one. My wife loves to go out and shovel because she's from Mexico, and it didn't snow for her entire life until she moved to the United States uh, for college and stuff. And so, like, she loves the first few snows to go out there and shovel at, like, 6 o'clock, whatever, in the morning. And my whole neighborhood must think I'm the worst husband ever uh, when she's out there without me for a bit before I, I try to stop her and go out. My That's a boy chore to me. I'd like her to leave that one alone. Uh, but, again, this kid is going to be in trouble, and the dad's going to be wrong. This but, kid who yeah. gave the advice? Um, yeah. 30 years from now, he's going to be in prison for a Ponzi scheme. Um, <laughs> this is some really going to end around and not have yeah. to do chores or do work and, and telling him they're, listen, my, my older brother, the most alpha man I know. I mean, he does the laundry, all of it. They have four kids and she does her career. He does his career, sure. but he does all of the laundry. And of course they have the money to hire somebody to do the laundry. They don't have to do that, but he, he does what, what are called the girl chores. So I just think you kind of do wherever you can help out. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, around yes. the house, if she's somewhere at this time and it needs to be done, you go do it. That's that's sure. how I think it would be. Right. I mean, yes. That's And I would never tell my wife that some of her chores are girl chores because I would be sleeping on the couch for like a month, I think. Uh, so that's the you never go <laughs> if that If you're road. lucky. If you're lucky. <laughs> right. Yeah. Who knows? All right. Uh, girl chores actually leads us to another topic. I know that uh, Jonathan saw girl math. We have an update on the world of uh, social media and girl math. This is all you, buddy. I can't stand this. This whole trend is just... Matt Bear, do you know what girl math is? Have you heard about this? I don't know what other math is. Uh, (laughs) So basically the concept is it's the way that women justify buying certain things, right? So they're like, this thing costs $100, but I use it, you know, like every day for like three years. That's like over a thousand times. So it's basically free, (laughs) right? Like that's... Yes. That's kind of what I understood grow math to be. Excuses. And then, yeah. Exactly. It's exactly what it is. And then I was on TikTok yesterday, just scrolling through, you know, doing my thing. And I saw this girl math thing pop up. And the girl is like, it's basically free. And the, you know, the boyfriend or whatever was like, why, why, why is this basically free? She's like, because I have cash. And if I pay with cash, no money comes out of my bank account. So it's basically free. <laughs> I was like, no, that Hold is on. not true. Hold on. I, I love this one. Uh, the re- I don't know what Matt wants to say to this I'm one. Not, I, I love don't this say one. <laughs> the biggest reason I love this one is my wife loves to take cash from me. She, she loves to ask me for cash. I give her money if I have, like, you know, some. And I think she does spend that money differently because it feels as though it appeared in her, in her hand or it appeared in her, her you know, pockets. And I, I don't mind it. I'm not mad about it. I just find it very amusing. That she's, is, she's very frugal. I mean, this is so perspective. I mean, you know, yes. it's like me buying the NFL package and slipping it into the cable deal. Sure. I mean, it's the same thing. It's <laughs> yeah. girl math, boy math. It's it, it, somehow it's gender specific for a TikTok trend. I mean, we yeah, all spend money on stupid whatever. I almost yes. said. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to prop up the sexist part of it that is, you know, more amusing than anything else. And I'm sure people. <laughs> I but I, is. I, I will. I will be honest. Like the only scenario, because my wife is actually fairly frugal in a lot of ways. But the only scenario where she'll spend money is if she has magic cash that I know is always my cash that's been given to her, <laughs> and then it feels magic all of a sudden. Uh, anyway, all right. Yeah, it's amazing. All right, let's you guys are running on a whole new currency there at the Allen's <laughs> house. We are. It's beautiful. Yeah, this is right. It's the it's the magic cash that popped up somehow. <laughs> um, uh, one other thing that I thought was kind of funny out there, and this is also a guys and girls thing, and it might be a little adult for this early in the morning, but darn it, let's try it anyway. A wife gave her husband 
a vasectomy care basket after he got a vasectomy. Um, Worry-free Lay's were one of the parts of it. Uh, He has uh, Lay's potato chips now. Uh, No more kids, Sour Patch Kids. She wrote things on all of the items she gave him. She gave him ding-dongs. I'm not going to explain what that was for or the reason there. (laughs) Several different items. um, And no more due dates was a bunch of Mountain Dew. Is this mean or is this funny to rub in the vasectomy with a bag of or a box of stuff that all has a pun attached to it? I think it's funny. Um, but then again, I've never had one, so I don't know if it is or not. <laughs> if I if I was getting a bisectomy and I was getting a care package, there better be hymns in it, you know. It <laughs> <laughs> better be a bunch of stuff. Yeah, we're gonna totally we're gonna it. try out the. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel I feel like you give me a day or two, you know. Like if if I go through that process and my <laughs> my brother has done it and I think there's some pain involved, I don't think you give me the the package of jokes as I'm sitting there in the hospital <laughs> still. Give me like a couple days to right. get over it myself. And then, and then eventually give me this stuff. I don't know. It's like if you just had the colon job and somebody right. came out with a bucket. It's like, no, you don't do that. That's, that's not fair to me. Okay. Um, um, real quick, just because I'm tempted to go here now because you went there, Matt. Have you had one of those? No. Have you, uh-uh. have you um, lived that it's, life? It's, okay. um, I think I'm six months out from scheduling. It's, um, right. I, I got, got a daily I, count on I, it. So I'm not, I'm not 40 yet. I got an early one. Um, all I'm going to tell you uh, in advance, I got one a couple years ago, is uh, the, the prep process is way worse than the actual stuff. Oh, wow. The thing you don't want to do is the pre-gaming thing. So, oh, I'm just going to knock myself out for a couple of days beforehand. <laughs> I've, I've heard about all this. Oh, um, yeah. Actually, Jason Hammer of the Hammer and oh, Nigel yeah. Show 3 to 7, uh, we've been talking about getting dual colonoscopies. We, Good. We've been talking about it. Maybe I'm glad hands. that that's a, a focused on topic on that show because it's absolutely <laughs> appropriate to discuss it. it and I'll is. tell you again, I want, I want Hammer's reaction to this. The only thing that's horrible is everything leading up to the part. And when you get put asleep, the last part's fine. But they're so necessary, and you have to get them. You just Uh you you have to get that thing. Yeah, you have to get I don't want the polyp. I don't. No, no, it's fine. I know. We have to get them. Uh, Good luck to you, sir. Hey. Yeah. You know what? I like the play. Tony Katz in the morning news. 93 WIBC. Yes, there was a debate last night. Yeah, it was really boring and sort of chaotic and crazy, and people were screaming at each other a bunch. That's a thing that happened. I can keep talking about it throughout the show. I probably will, although I don't think it's really news. As crazy as it sounds, like second debate in, without Trump being there as the uh, candidate who's far and away winning uh, this thing right now, it, it doesn't matter (laughs) i don't know how to say that and especially the fact that they pretend a little bit into the debate that he's not actually like the leading candidate by stopping uh talking about him that's insane if he were on the stage everyone would be trying to shoot their shot attack him do whatever they could to try to uh, bolster their poll numbers i'm not saying go chris christie where you just do oh my god i'll play the terrible attack maybe a little bit later on the donald duck joke that was awful but but for the most part the reason it's such a waste of time is is there's no valuable way to engage with the person who's beating the crap out of all of them. Uh, anyway, uh, let's play this instead. This is striking auto workers with a message for our current president about his obsession with electric vehicles. This matters because this is yet another easy win for Trump or whoever the Republic. Obviously, it's probably going to be Trump. I keep saying that just because I know it's not officially over yet. But I feel like I don't need to keep saying it. But this is an easy win uh, for the side of the aisle that's not the current president, because even though he's joining the picket lines, 
He's still pushing electric cars forward. Talk all day about research and all of that, but to see us here, seeing what we do, and see that we mean, we, we stand behind these companies. We have been the backbone of these companies for so long, trying to push us out to these electric vehicles. That's not... It won't last. You know, we, we're hard work. We have families. We need this. Yeah, you need this, and we need you to uh, make those cars because we don't want to buy the ridiculously more expensive electric vehicles that really aren't as cost-effective as people tell you they are because electricity costs are going up and up and up, too. So it's, it's really not better. Uh, it takes a long time, I think, to, quote-unquote, save money compared to the 96 Jeep Cherokee that I still drive. That just pumps out gas. It's I, I would like a little bit more gas efficiency at this point, but darn it, I love my old Jeep. That's probably not even roadworthy. I'm going to stop talking about my Jeep. I shouldn't bring that up. Anyway, I want to play uh, this moment because, uh, as I said, a majority of the debate is useless, but this is one of the only moments where DeSantis specifically uh, focused on and took a shot at Donald Trump. It's a shot that a lot of people said is more valuable than most of the other shots taken. Um, however, I don't think it's making Trump any more likely to show up at these debates. The reason I want to play this is because I actually have um, a, a piece of Trump audio that can probably be used as a response, not to DeSantis, uh, but to who actually matters. And uh, DeSantis is taking shots at both Biden and Trump here. Oh, by the way, sorry about that. Because the debate was so chaotic, as you can tell at the very beginning, everybody's yelling. No one's really able to hear who's talking. We must can we please we respect the time? We can get it done. They Governor are, DeSantis, you haven't spoken, please. The people in Washington are shutting down the American dream with their reckless behavior. Yes, they, they are. They borrowed, they printed, they spent, and yes. now you're paying more for everything. They are the reason for that. They have shut down our national sovereignty by allowing our border to be wide open. So please spare me uh, the crocodile tears for these people. They need to change what's going on. And where's Joe Biden? He's completely missing in action from leadership. And you know who else is missing in action? Donald Trump is missing in action. He should be on this stage tonight. He owes it to you to defend his record. I do actually think that the reason people are plotting is, yeah, we'd love to have Trump here because without Trump here, it feels like we're not seeing a real debate. Uh, but he is right about that. And he goes on to talk about his record and how Trump uh, did raise uh, the national debt, uh, mostly because of all the funding that happened at the beginning parts of COVID, not the end parts of COVID, when Democrats were still rubber stamping bill after bill after bill, and even now want to spend as if we're still in a pandemic, even though we're very much not. Um, and I want to play in response to that some Trump audio that is much more specific to Biden, because what's funny to me, uh, and this is probably the best thing I can say, uh, again, I feel like I'm over-talking the debates, but darn it, uh, this is what it is. Uh, this is the day after debate two. Um, the real goal of those debates is to have the moment, the sentence, uh, the shot that everybody talks about the next day. Uh, Nikki Haley might have taken it at Vivek Ramaswamy when she said that every time I hear you talk, I think I get, I'm getting dumber. Uh, that's probably something that's going to be replayed a lot. It is, it's only hurting someone who's not, uh, you know, really, um, you know, uh, having a chance to win anything. Uh, Vivek is not someone who I think anyone realistically believes is is threatening uh, Trump or anyone else anytime soon. So the win is hollow. But this shot by Trump would have been the zinger of the night if he were on that stage and not in Michigan. The only time Joe Biden has ever gotten his hands dirty is when he's taking cash from foreign countries, which is quite <laughs> often, actually. It's quite often. 
Based on that is an incredible sentence. The only time that Joe Biden has gotten his hands dirty is when he's taking cash from foreign countries. That would be played all over the place. Uh, if you asked him anything, Trump, about any of the um, issues that Biden is facing right now, and he had said that, again, he would have handily won the debate. That's as good as the Rosie O'Donnell line, I think. And it was uh, wasted and then also not wasted because I got to play it here and it was given to a crowd in Michigan. But that was better than anything anyone said uh, last night. So that's the biggest reason why the debates mean nothing until this man is on a stage and he has no reason to get on those stages. Quick break, a lot more. Craig Collins filling in. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. Tony Katz, The Morning News, 93 WIBC. My name is Craig Collins filling in. Tony is back tomorrow. Matt and Jonathan hanging out as they do every morning on this show. Uh, Good news slash I don't know who cares news, uh, but the writers in Hollywood are done striking. They're going to get back to work. The actors are going to meet with studios on Monday. Uh, Maybe they'll come to some sort of agreement and get back to work. But my real question is, because of the landscape of entertainment now, uh, because of the amount of stuff we can just stream, um, did we really care? Uh, Is this something that we paid a lot of attention to? Matt, Jonathan, do you guys want to weigh in? Did you care that the writers were on strike? Do you care that they're back to work? Didn't even notice. (laughs) Not even a little bit, right? Because honestly, you have so many other options. And the only thing that's not scripted, even though some people want to say it is, is the NFL. That's all people need to watch live anyway. So we're fine. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, the writers are back. Uh, no big deal. All right. Uh, I don't know if Matt cares about, at yeah, all about I, I, I do a little bit, and I, I was hesitant to say so just because I don't want to be that's a okay. bleeding heart here. But I, I know a lot of the people on strike. It's From what I understand and from the information I have, is it's, it's a misconception that these are all billionaires and millionaires. A lot of oh, them yeah. are just like us, people just grinding out, making, you know, a, a, a happy with their wages, but could be making more, you know, and some oh, yeah. of them are happy with their wages. What, what I'm saying is it's not all actors like um, Tom Hanks. <laughs> it's, no, no, it's, no, no. It's not oh, all yeah. big-time right. people and big-time writers. It, it's There are some common people there oh. just trying to grind it out. That's all. I can absolutely echo what you just said and understand that a vast majority of the people who work in Hollywood – whether they're actors in the SAG after strike or the writers, they're, they're not uh, doing well in time periods where they're not getting paid, where they're not working. So yeah, from like a human standpoint, I totally understand you. I guess the biggest thing I'm talking about is how bad it is for all of those individuals that Hollywood is so less relevant today than it used to be because of how easy it is to replace everything that Hollywood is pumping out. Anything that they make, I can easily supplement in my life. My wife right now is making me watch uh, Grey's Anatomy. Uh, that's a thing we're doing every night. What would what, you say? I'm sorry. Thank you, friend. That's very kind of you. <laughs> we're in season two. I haven't seen a McSteamy yet, but I know a McSteamy is coming and there's a McDreamy and my wife really loves the show. And it's partly my fault because I knew she liked doctor shows and I suggested it. And now we're deep into it. Oh, man. Um, and I barely care. <laughs> But again, like that's how easy it was for us. My wife was like, there's nothing to watch on TV uh, or there's, you know, nothing you want to go see in the movie theater. We'll just binge all of Grey's Anatomy for the next month. And, you know, I'll forget that Hollywood exists for a while. If she likes doctor shows, just go back to MASH. I mean, that's a good one. You know, there's (laughs) also um... MASH is a great show. I would love to make her watch (laughs) more MASH. Oh, that sounds so awesome. Yeah. Okay. We're doing a similar thing. We're going back. We're we're rewatching like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Office, like stuff like that, because that's. I, ultimately, I feel like that's kind of what TV has become. It's just kind of become this background noise that we put on, unless it's like yes. a live sporting event. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I know Tony was talking I mean, last week, maybe it was two weeks ago, about how we haven't noticed that, like, Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon and all the other Jimmys of late night haven't been on TV. Right. Um, and even for me, like, I never watched that stuff live. If they do, like, a funny segment, I just find it on YouTube after. And I sure, watch yeah. that, you know, eight minutes or whatever, and then I move on with my day. That's one of the other things that I saw is today all of those late night hosts announced that they're all coming back next week. And it is such a different world from when Johnny Carson was on television because no one cares. And I don't know if that's just the amount of options that exist in late night now, the overly, you know, um, political version of jokes that a lot of those guys make. I I don't know what it is, but there's no relevance there either. None of that stuff feels missing because, again, you can replace it like um, you can listen to the radio. Uh, You can listen to podcasts. You can listen to all kinds of things to get opinionated, uh, humor-based stuff. So I I don't. It's just it's so funny to me because again, the biggest reason I didn't care is not because I want people to starve. It's because this is an industry that used to matter way more than it does uh, now. Uh, I'll move on to some other stuff. I think this is interesting. uh, Certainly funny. Authorities in California are searching for a suspect uh, who burned a pickleball storage shed in Santa Monica. I don't know why the person did this. I don't know why they went arson plus pickleball, but a bunch of the people who play pickleball in California were interviewed and are upset about this. And I love woman three of the audio I'll play because she has a conspiracy theory as to who's behind it. And it's big tennis. Just makes you wonder like who would do it and what their intentions are. Like, are they, do they not like pickleball? You know, just messaging with some of my friends who play Uh here. They just can't believe what happened. Um, Who would do such a thing? Some people don't like the pickleball community for several reasons. Tennis instructors now don't give as many lessons at Memorial as they used to in the past. Tennis players have less access. Also, there's some private pickleball players who don't like the club because we provide public play for everybody. They're taking them down. The tennis players, the tennis instructors, and the private pickleballers, they're the ones that are the problem. I I am beside myself right now after hearing that. Uh, (laughs) The the, the problems this person has. For more (laughs) options, I mean, I'm sorry there's less tennis for you, but there's more of a demand for pickleball in all ages and demographics right now. Pickleball is for my parents. It's for the elderly, and it's for people in their 40s and 50s. Anybody can play pickleball. It's great. Not everybody can play tennis. Good Lord. No, they can't. No, they can't. And it's Tennis actually also hard. for Jonathan. I think that it he's is a pretty for Jonathan. Good. <laughs> it's very much for me. <laughs> and you'd be on the hunt for whoever burned down this pickleball storage shed and took down all these different things that are pickleball relevant, right? Pickleball. I, I have a different theory. I think it was an upset spouse who doesn't see their significant <laughs> other because they're out playing pickleball all the time. I love that idea. I love it so much. Like a, a husband that doesn't want to play pickleball, but she's trying to get him to go. And now she's disappeared on him. He's like, I'm taking this storage shed down. There you go. It's, it's me or pickleball. You pick. And she picked pickleball. I don't know. I think it's big tennis. I think they're after them. I think that makes more sense. <laughs> it's such a conspiracy with the pickleball. I, I heard the Saudis want all the pickleball leagues. Yeah. <laughs> now they're going to split them up. <laughs> I, I I can't name a single pickleball player, but I'd love it if the Saudis started paying the top pickleballers a bunch of money to go pickleball other places. Yeah, it's, that's it's a, Jim that's Mason. A is, uh, top. <laughs> that's a sentence I want to say. Uh, by the way, I think Charlie Wo- or uh, Charlie Woods, Tiger's kid, is going to eventually uh, get paid a bunch of money by Live Golf. He's he's on the up and up in the world of golf. Oh, I thought so you I were he's... saying he's going to moonlight into pickleball. That's going to make dad <laughs> mad. You know, you're talking maybe about disappointing your father. Should, you know, maybe Tiger should play pickleball. <laughs> I feel like that's the right sport for him right now. That felt mean. Oh, that hurt. No, no, he'd probably be the best ever. That's the thing about it. You know, he's a hell Six of an Six months athlete. in. Yeah. All right. Good talk.